0: Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 763 with Eric Cacciatore and Jared Parisi. We're getting personal. Our core values. We have integrity. We are students. We educate. We collaborate. We communicate. We show up. We have fun. Are you ready for it? This episode is brought to you by Seven Shifts. Seven Shifts is a modern labor management platform designed by restaurateurs for restaurateurs. And Seven Shifts is trusted by over 400,000 restaurant professionals because it gives you the tools you need to streamline labor operations, communicate with your team, and retain your talent. And because you are Restaurant Unstoppable listeners, you get three months absolutely free. Get started at www7 Slash unstoppable. That's the number seven, S H I F T S dot com slash unstoppable to get three months of industry leading labor management for free. What are you doing right now? I'll tell you what you're doing. If you're in the market for a new POS, you're headed to toast slash unstoppable to set up your own demo. And you're going to find out why it's the most recommended POS on the show by a landslide. Guys, if you use my link, not only will you get the incentives that toast is offering you by using the link I'll also share my commission with you. I'll split my commission with you 50-50 after taxes. That's about $2,000. So I'll send you a check for $1,000 to say thank you and to help support you during these weird times. Again, head over to toasttab.com unstoppable. Not all of us were created with that creative bone in our body. We just don't have that artistic ability. I'm definitely one of those people. So when I need some creative work done, I look to 99 designs, 99 designs, whether you are looking to get your business online, strengthen your social media presence, or if you're exploring a new way to engage with your customers, 99designs, they have a creative solution for you. So to learn more right now, I suggest heading to 99designs.com slash unstoppable. When you use that link, you'll save $20 off your first design contest. Again, that's 99designs.com slash unstoppable. What's going on, Unstoppables? So today, Jared Parisi and I are getting personal. So if you're new to the show and you don't know what I mean by that, uh, this is the third time I've done this where basically we uh, dedicate an episode to uh, just kind of bring you in behind the scenes to Restaurant Unstoppable, letting you know what's going on, letting you know what we're working on. And um, the last time I recorded one of these was way back in June of 2020, earlier this year. And uh, Casey Hensley joined me. Uh, straight up. Casey and I, we're still friends to this day. We still have a lot of respect for each other. You know, no matter what you do, uh, sometimes partnerships just weren't meant to be. And that's kind of just how I felt with that partnership. Uh, still, like I say, have a lot of love for Casey, a lot of respect for Casey. There's no issues between the two of us. There was no necessarily any falling out. Um, just came down to a right match. So with that being said, uh, continuing on to do whatever we discussed, uh, back with Casey, that's still the vision. That's still a mission. It's a little bit more fine tuned Now, um, we had to evolve a little bit, uh, when the, the partnership changed, uh, we had to take a new approach. So today I just kind of wanted to let you guys get to know Jared a little bit more. Um, Jared is somebody who's been a part of this podcast now for four years behind the scene, uh, growing the relationship. And, um, you know, I just, feel like it's it was cool to have somebody who is as close to restaurant unstoppable as I am and uh, he he has been around he he is more he is probably the second most familiar person with my work out there cuz he does all the editing he listens to every show he knows what I'm about and he's close to this work so it was cool to reflect with him on the future um our roles in the you know for the future and uh, it was kind of cool to have him drill me a little bit and ask questions to pull back some layers. But in today's episode, really what I'm trying to do is just give you an idea. I wanted to share the vision of what's possible with Restaurant Unstoppable, specifically Restaurant Unstoppable Network. And I want to bring you guys in um, to the inner circle with what the new core values are, uh, really living these core values, in? Um, really walking the walk, practicing what we preach here at Restaurant Unstoppable. We've hosted now, I think, at least six or seven or more workshops over the past few months, uh, launching restaurant unstoppable network. And we've had conversations around core values around having a vision. And the truth is to, to, to implement those things to, to have a core value or to have core values and to have a, a vision it's pointless unless you share these things. Uh, they're meant to be shared. You have to share them in order for them to work. So that's kind of what we really, what I want to achieve today is just kind of reflect on, you know, where I'm at, um, to, to get you guys to know let you you guys get to know jared a little bit more and uh to share the new vision um how it's evolved over the past six months since i the last time i did one of these and to, to really uh get my core values out there to see if you guys can uh align with those core values and see if you want to be a part of what we're doing here with the mission to inspire empower and transform the industry so that's what happens in today's episode um i hope you guys enjoy it and uh please stick around to the very end uh for the closing thoughts um because I want to share a thought with you that I think could really help us take this thing to the next level. All right. So I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. So we're recording. Yep. <laughs> so um, I feel like you're kind of taking the lead on this one, right? Um, or are we just going to chit chat? Let's fucking chit chat and see what chit-chat. happens. Um, but don't be afraid to like speak up and challenge me and take the lead. Um, so we were just hanging out. Before this, Jared, is uh, he came over to get some work done, and we are talking about the future. Uh, we're talking a lot about the future right now. Why are we talking a lot about the future right now?
1: We are talking about the future because the future is uncertain, I feel, for everyone. Um, very bold statement. Very f- true statement, I feel. <laughs> um, <laughs> Always. Go ahead. I, I think everyone <clears throat> should be thinking about the future right now. Uh in terms of us specifically, uh I am in a weird spot right now. Uh, partly because of the pandemic and partly because uh I'm I'm in this weird spot where I can't decide if I if I want to live in the United States or in Peru. Um so so that's why we're talking about the future. Yeah. Also because there's big things happening in the restaurant unstoppable right now in terms of like the network and um, if anyone is listening to this, if we publish it, I spend a lot of time with Eric. Uh, Like you guys probably just see him on like social media or hear his, um, his podcasts. But I spend a lot of time with Eric and he's constantly, constantly, constantly talking about the future and all his, these ideas. Like he's never (laughs) satisfied with what's happening now. I look at what Restaurant Unstoppable is, and I'm totally blown away. I'm a huge podcast fan. Like, I love podcasts. So, um, to see what Eric has done in seven years. I've been with Eric since I'm pretty sure 2016. So, he was well, doing- we
0: know each other going back before right. 2016.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we met working at a pizza shop. We also went to high school together. Our sisters were friends. Yeah. So, there's like, you know, many connections. But- the point I was trying to make is that I'm incredibly impressed with what Eric has done with Restaurant Unstoppable. So to me, it's like, you know, Restaurant Unstoppable has sponsors. Uh, I, I think like, Eric's helping people. I know that Eric's helping people. Well, I, I wanted to say thank is you. Is this for weird, moment. actually, that I'm saying It is. Eric. I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> well, no, I'm asking, is, is it weird that I'm saying Eric, even though I'm talking to you? I mean, no. this also, by the way, is the first time I've ever been on Yeah, and been, I'm, dun- that's, dun-
0: that's dun- what I'm thinking right now. Jared always wants to stay behind the scenes. And I, I reference Jared a lot. Um, I'll just, like, mention... If I say something stupid that I'm embarrassed about, I usually say, "Jared, Jared edit this out." I'm talking to Jared. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But he's he's been he he's been on the road with me. He's traveled with me. He's always there behind the scenes. Um. And you know, it's weird. Like I don't know. Honestly, I don't know where I'd be without you because you have taken a lot of the load. Like I, it's so so. What Jared, so basically, when when I record an episode, we capture the audio, we capture the video, and then I shoot it off to Jared, and I say it's yours now. And I don't have to worry about any post production work except for basically just dropping a code in with a, a playable link. That's all I do, and that that has saved so much time. Delegating right and surrounding yourself with people who are better than you are at certain things because I don't have attention to detail. Jared will tell you that I'm I'm horrible when it comes to like grammar, attention to detail, little things. I just don't pick up on them. But Jared is, I, th- I would say
1: that's one of your strengths. Yeah, I like details and I like I love grammar. I mean. I, I, I also, um, I recognize that, like, you got to change with the times and uh, grammar, I feel, isn't that important when it comes to, like, when people communicate online and and when they communicate just, like, speaking, but I feel it's important that things that you read have good grammar because, I mean, because the details matter. Dude, people, your guests, your guests have said that. The, mm-hmm. I forget who it was, Torchies I forget the guy's name. Um, oh. His mantra Mike was Mike Ripka. Yeah, his mantra was the devil's in the details. Mm. So, like, when if like if I go on a website, like some kind of, like a news article, and there are spelling mistakes, it's like, do you give a fuck? Yeah, it's like, did you do thorough reporting? Yeah, because you couldn't catch like you used the wrong version of your.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing, and I think that's my. I have a lot of insecurities about that, um, which is probably one of the reasons why it's my biggest Achilles heel. Like, I mean, I'm not. Like I just I've never been good with attend I, mean, I I I mention a lot on the show that I'm fairly one hundred percent certain I'm dyslexic like things I do are like to the t like dyslexia just writing things backwards. That's like, the
1: first time you've ever said fairly hundred fairly sure. <laughs> you usually say that you just do it. You just have it.
0: I I'm pr- like I'm pretty sh- certain. Um, I have to dig up the the records my elementary school records to to prove it. I suppose, but um, yeah. So um. I don't know. The point is like I've always been having Jared around is great because I'm super self-conscious about putting stuff out there because my fear is that people are going to see my horrible grammar or the spelling mistakes or like I've, I've written people's names wrong so many times, you know, and, like little stuff like that. But, and it's not that I don't care. I just don't see it. I literally just do not see it. And Jared will tell you that I care a lot. Like I care. So like it's, it's, it's frustrating to think that this is what people's in, in, interpretation of who I am. It doesn't like the written word. The written language does not represent Eric Cacciatore well when he's the one writing,
1: <laughs> dude. And it's crazy you say that too because you know I believe that opposites attract. I yeah. think that's one of the reasons you like having me around is that in a lot of ways we're different. Um, and I I went to school for English and writing, so I'm kind of the opposite. Yeah, like I I don't think I'm a bad orator. I'm not. I'm not like a bad speaker, but. I think I can say, I think I can speak, I I think I can communicate more profoundly maybe when I write. I just enjoy it more. Yeah. Um, Especially because I read so much. Yeah. Like, and I, yeah, so I I read so much that it's like, I almost want to like emulate the people, the authors that I look up to. Mm. And like, I've never had a conversation with these people. I only read what they write. So to me, that's how they communicate with me. So it's kind of just. That's just how I enjoy, I think, communicating. But wait, can I go back to the thing I started saying? Okay. What I wanted to say about Eric was I'm incredibly impressed (laughs) with what Restaurant Unstoppable is and how far it's come. And as I said, pretty sure I joined in 2016, but Restaurant Unstoppable was going for, I think, three years before that. Started in 2013, yeah, officially. So. He he built it himself. Like, that's what blows my mind. He was by himself for three years. Like, Restaurant Ensemble today is, like, partly what it is because of me, but, like, 95% is Eric. So, like, my point is, he's, to me, that's amazing that he has this podcast that has sponsors, like, People people respect him. I see that everywhere we go, dude. People yeah, I'm still will,
0: trying to figure that part out. <laughs> yeah,
1: so it's like, I almost feel like you need someone around that's going to be like, look, you're doing a good job. Like, you might not think you are, but you're doing a good job. But also, you could do this to be better. Yeah. So, again, I'm, I'm going to get to the end of this point, I swear. Um, maybe I'm not a good orator. It no, would be you're so much great, better man. if I wrote this. Um, it's a, so impressive to me what he's done. And so it blows my mind sometimes that he's always, always, always thirsting for more. It's like, where can we go next? Like, what can we do next? Whereas to me, I've said this to people too. Like talking about you and Restaurant Estoppel, I've been like, I've been like, dude, why aren't you happy just doing what you're doing? You know what I mean? And I don't know, like, maybe I can ask you that. Like, what, this is a good, this is a good way (laughs) for me to shut up. Like, why aren't you happy with sharing these stories not that you're not happy but like sharing these stories and like making a living off of it like maybe get into that like like why because
0: i mean i think it's a multi prong answer like one i think it's just like the the dna of somebody who i consider myself an entrepreneur and you hear all the time if you're not growing you're getting worse so like if i'm not getting better as a podcaster I'm just gonna if if I started as Restaurant Unstoppable and it was episodes one through if you you go back to episodes one through fifty you know it's me being like it's it's like a it's like I asked the same question to all my guests and there's just like and I had to grow as an interviewer you know so that's just an example so we went from like a a formatted same questions to all my guests to like I need to get rid of these questions so I can ask the questions I really want to ask because I'm curious about this person so then like I, I broke it's just like you just constantly evolve and you change things and i feel like there's a certain there's just so much i know i can do you know and i it's like there's you just you just want and there's so many people i can help too you know and and i know i can do so much more if i were if i were to grow because it's like i, I can 't do it all by myself like i don 't have the attention to detail i don 't have all these other variables like i need to I need a tribe I need to surround myself with other people, other skill sets to grow to be even more valuable to 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 my audience um and you just listen like i 'm constantly surrounding myself with people who are constantly growing you know i think I think that growth is like the natural order i mean, but what is growth is the question is growth outer growth or inner growth is it doing more or doing what you're already doing better? And I think the answer is yes to both, right? Like, and I think I've been growing, doing, trying to do what I do better. That was the example of going to a free, like to a, a, a question, like a fixed questions interview to a free format interview right. where it's just like, tell me who you are. And I just listen and like pull back the layers. And I've learned that every everybody, there's so many different ways to be successful in this industry that like a set of questions just doesn't do any one person justice like you need to let them be them and you just listen and you just they'll take you with you they'll take you with them where they want to go you just listen you pull back layers so I feel like there's just so much more like diversity in that approach but I don't think I'm answering your question right now the question is why why do you, why isn't it enough I like think
1: wh- why aren't you satisfied just, just I do think I'm insatiable stories.
0: <laughs> like I don't know like I do think I'm insatiable and I think it's it's um you know I, I don't know if I could ever Honestly, if I could just do a restaurant podcast and just show up and talk to people um, and that's it, that's all I would do. But the truth is I need more resources to, to do it the way that I want to do it. Like, so we're earlier we we're sitting here, we we're talking like, what's the future of restaurant stop will look like. What, what's my ideal situation. I want my ideal situation to be like, who's the person in this world. I want to talk to right now, not necessarily a restaurant tour, but like an author. And some of the names that I spit out were like Simon Sinek or Daniel Goldman, the author of social and emotional intelligence. And like, I don't want to be in the restaurant industry. I want to be ahead of the restaurant industry where the rest of the world is, and what they're learning and then I want to pull these new lessons into the restaurant industry but in order to to get in front of these people that I that aren't in the restaurant industry that are in the bigger like world scene um I feel like I'm I'm going to have to lower that bar for them to say yes as as much as possible meaning like I will show up at your doorstep in the day and time that's most convenient for you to get a yes and 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 I want to be able to bring you with me because you have the attention to detail. And I want to be able to focus on the restaurant tour and just built developing a a relationship with the restaurant tour or the guests. And I don't want to have to focus on social media and all this other stuff. So if I want to do all these things that I'm supposed to do the extra details, the devil's in the details, I'm not a detail oriented person. So I need more revenue, more content, more ways to serve so i can afford to provide opportunity to people like you so i can so i can pull people on because i can't do it by myself anymore i would love to frankly i don't want to do it by myself anymore like i hate working by myself i want to grow a
1: team right i have two questions um, one is before i was involved like were you like maybe compare how you felt for the first three years versus how you feel now about restaurant stoppable or about doing this all the time. Like, were you happy for those first three years? I was excited.
0: You know and I'm still excited. And I think that's why growth is so important because like you, you acclimate to what the new normal is, you know? And like you achieve a new level of operation and then that becomes normal. You, and then it's like, well, what's next, you know? Right. Um, so when, before you came on, like I Not to mention, like, when you came on, I was still working full-time. Yeah. Like, I wasn't doing the podcast full-time. It took me three years, three and a half years, almost four years, to go full-time on the podcast. So I was working in the restaurant industry. I was driving Uber. I was um, doing whatever I could to do this and pay the bills, you know? Mm -hmm. And then uh, you came on. And uh, before you came on, I was literally, like, I I wasn't on site yet. That was a big part of you coming on so I could have help being on site, traveling to these restaurant tours because I knew that would make the interviews better. Uh, But I was doing all the recording. I was lining up the interviews, recording the interviews, promoting the interviews, editing the interviews, and working 40 hours a week and Ubering and I was doing all my editing in between trips while I was Ubering. Like I was literally just constantly Damn. going. Yeah. That's the like, That's what I was. I, was I, would, I would pull over and I would tap into my Wi-Fi on my phone and I would just edit in the car. And then I would get like a, a trip that would pop up and I would just keep on going. So,
1: you, I mean. Do you enjoy it more now or in those first three years?
0: I, I, so I feel like in the first few years I was just reacting, you know. And I was just like, just going, reacting, reacting, listening, reacting, reacting, reacting. And now I'm getting to a point where I can be more like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's stop reacting. Let's start being proactive. Let's start putting a plan together. Let's start saying, where do we want to be? And let's reverse engineer it. And the truth is, like, I kind of feel like a huge hypocrite sometimes because I'm listening to all these successful restaurateurs and just entrepreneurs in general and I'm not implementing a lot of the lessons that I learned, but I don't think that it's meant to be like a snap of the fingers implementation. Like that's not how the real world works because like I could, if you can't afford to pay people, how do you lead? You know, like how do you, you if you can't afford to surround yourself with people, how are you supposed to, to implement all these lessons you're learning? If you don't have the cash flow to scale, how are you supposed to invest in assets and scale? There's a certain level of just like showing up that has to happen before you can even start to implement the lessons you've learned. I'm at that point now where it's like, shit, I have excess income. Holy shit. That's weird. Like, what do I do with this? Do I, like, I, like you're seeing, you're seeing my, my apartment right now. Like, this is my apartment. It's a very basic studio apartment um, in the bottom of a farmhouse in Stratham, New Hampshire. I feel guilty about this space because I feel like I'm being too extravagant. You know, like I'm spending a thousand dollars a month to live. I'm like, that's too much. I could probably live with 500 bucks a month to live, you know? And like, that's how my, mind. I'm always feeling guilty whenever I spend money. Cause like I rather put it towards the podcast.
1: Are you a minimalist? Like in
0: general, I had to be in order to, to be able to do what I did over the past three years, because I was, I, I, I didn't have so much income from the podcast that I couldn't just afford to like buy a plane ticket and to get a hotel room to like go to these cities. I had to get rid of all my liabilities, all my stuff. I was living basically wherever I like landed. (laughs) Like, you know, I didn't have a home for like, I'll I'll always have a home. My parents, I have a great relationship with my family and my parents. I have have infinite homes. Right. That's not what I'm trying to say. Like, but like, I, I didn't have a place to call my own. I didn't have my own bed for like,
1: I don't know, six years, basically. I I remember when I came on, I specifically remember the first time I did anything for you. It was like, I remember we had a discussion in Supreme. Supreme is where we worked in uh, Exeter, New Hampshire together. And um, you just brought it up. No, you know what it was? I remember I had saved up a bunch of money. I was like in my mid-20s and I had saved up a bunch of money and I was like, I'm just not going to work for like four months or something and just chill. And you were like, well, you want to come help me? (laughs) And I was like, all right. So anyway, the point is you, I came to whose house was that? It it was in Seabrook.
0: Oh, um, I was staying with Matt Ward. Okay. Good friend. He doesn't like his name being mentioned, but side note, so many people have helped me and it's, it's a word like, I don't need to get into it, but like, yeah, like when I was living with Matt and Kristen, uh, high school friends. Um, Kristen is Matt's my high school friend. Kristen is Matt's wife. Right. Um, they let me stay with them for like, I think it was at first like a hundred bucks a month. And as I started making more and more money, he he would just like raising, like he would raise the rent as I was making more money. But that's just an example of like, I, I haven't done this by myself. Like you said, I was by myself, uh, but yes. like I've had so much support that's from friends point. and family. Um,
1: so yeah. But my, yeah. Without, so, so, so my know. point was, I recognized that as soon as I went there. Cause the first thing he taught me to do was just editing, like how to use Adobe audition. And so I remember I went there and I was like, I was like, you live here, like in this room basically. And you're still hustling. Like, like clearly you're, you're passionate about this thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah.
0: I think my passion is, and this is really, it sounds lame when you say it out loud, but my passion is being accepted and like getting earning approval. You know, I just want the people who I work for, who I surround myself with to, to approve of me and to accept me. And I think that's what drives me. And it, it sounds so, I think that's every hospitalitarian though. People just want to be loved. They just want, they just want you to be happy with what you're doing for them.
1: And that's, yeah. th- that's what makes us happy. It's knowing that you're happy. And um, it's, it's, a can we talk, can we get personal? Yeah. Okay. Utah, I didn't know this term before I joined Restaurant Esoppo, but you get, you talk about, like, the hospitality gene. Yeah. And I've never met anyone who has it more than you. Thank you. Like, that honestly, dude, okay, don't thank me yet. <laughs> so this maybe this is just, like, a personal thing. But sometimes it's, like, maybe it's just because I'm not really like that. Um, I, Sometimes I feel like you're, like, too hospitable. <laughs> D- didn't I say that yesterday? Yeah. Like, like... It, if he if Eric offers me something, and I say no, he usually gives it to me anyway.
0: Well, the, that's the idea, you know, and I think that's it's like don't ask that. Don't ask if somebody needs something. Uh, anticipate that they need it. Assume they need it, and just give it to them. Yeah. Um, and that's that's very much Japanese, or no, it's Chinese. I think maybe it's Japanese. I know it's Eastern. I'm not sure. That like they don't that's their form. This is something I'll definitely to western. See, this is what I was hoping that would come out of this conversation. There's so much more I want to do that I, I can't do it by myself. I need to be able to recreate myself and others. You know, I need to be able to automate parts of what I was doing to free myself up, to even th- begin to think about what's possible. Because the the day-to-day just absorbs so much mental capacity. Your brain's working when you're going through and you're editing, when you're when you're reaching out to guests to invite them, to schedule them, to to promote their episode when it goes live. And all that's just like energy. Of stuff to do that you you're left with nothing to dream no energy left to dream to plan to to envision of what's possible to get creative Mm -hmm. and i would love to travel to like asia and interview somebody who's like a leading expert on hospitality in china and like what is hospitality to you in this culture to go to different cultures china india japan africa russia whatever
1: a what, true, a true melting pot
0: yeah like what is and answer to the question like what is hospitality you know like how do you guys show hospitality and really take it next level and to like really educate people like on what it, like the culture of hospitality yeah that's
1: just a, that's a side note but well no i actually i feel like you've mentioned that before it's like i don't know restaurant unstoppable that's the thing i tell people they're like i'll be like you know i work for a podcast they're like oh what's it called i'll listen to it it's like it's very it's pretty it's very targeted like it's I'm not saying there's no value if you're not a restaurateur because there certainly is because these are like inspirational people.
0: If you can make it in the restaurant industry, you can make it in any industry.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So I remember that like. You're always striving for like something new, as we said before, but I remember you mentioned one time like a dream for you would be to have like a show where you just go to other cultures and, and talk about hospitality. So basically it's like, I don't think anyone necessarily thinks this is a food podcast, but it's not just a restaurant podcast. It's like a hospi- It's about hospitality. It's about like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'll tell you what it is just for me. being a good person. Yeah. Like,
0: so I say like the, the, the mission statement is to inspire empower, and transform the industry. Right. Um, when I say transform the industry, like originally my thought to that was, Oh, the problem is with like information. Like we don't, we, we guard information. We don't share information. If we could educate people, then the, like we could level the playing field and bring back the middle class. And like, that's what it was all about. is like making information accessible, no matter who you are, what your privilege is to, to compete with the big business, you know, to, to make it. So we all have a chance. And then I started to realize that it's not about a lack of knowledge. It's not, a, I mean, cause the information's there. Like anybody can Google search information today and get it. You can, you can lead a horse to water. Right. Right. But you can't explain, you can't help the the horse understand how important it is that you drink the water. And like, I think that's like where core values come in. Like, so maybe that's not the greatest analogy, but now it's like, okay, inspiring power and transform the industry. How do you transform the industry? You show the world that behind every great restaurant is a great person. And that if you want to transform the industry, it's a matter of, of transforming the people behind restaurants And you do that by sharing the values and the virtues and the like what's driving these people, like what's important to them. And if you can change, if you can give people purpose and meaning and you can find the meaning that work for somebody else and inject those values into the industry and give the industry an aiming point of what it means to be a good person, then you can transform the industry. And if you can transform the people who are running these restaurants, then you're going to transform the employees who are being hired from these restaurants. Yeah. And you're going to transform the world, and
1: like that's, and almost I feel like there's like an intermediate step, maybe that, because you could almost say, like, there's an intermediate step in my opinion between the restaurant industry and the entire world, where, I feel like you could ch- you, you you could do what you're doing with any industry, and transform it, yeah, because what you're doing is valuable. I think. Thank you. Um, but if you think you about agree? it. I
0: I do. But if you think about the restaurant industry, what makes the the restaurant industry uniquely special and why it's a perfect industry to transform the world is because it touches so many people. Right. Not just the employee, or not just the um uh the guests that are coming in, but like young impressionable people. Teenagers get hired in restaurants. Yeah. You know, like. These are people who have no freaking clue what the world is about. Yeah. And you get to mold them. You get to say, this is what the, world, the real world is about. And you get, to, you get to set that standard of what the real world could be in that moment by giving a fuck for the people right. that are right there. You give a fuck about them, right? You, you educate them. You treat your, your restaurant like a, like a university, right? Yeah. You say, come in. I'm going to teach you how to run a business. I want you to be so good at doing your job that you can put me out of business. I'm going to yeah. give you all the skills you need to fucking ruin me. <laughs> yeah. And what happens when you do that, you make yourself vulnerable because everything that you have that, that is a, a leg up on everyone around you, you're sharing it with them. And now they're so grateful for you. Yeah. Because you empowered them. You gave them information. You taught them how to do a job. You give them asset skills. And they're, they'll, plenty of people will come and leave still, but you're going right. to retain a certain percentage of those people. Right. That you can invest in them. That you can encourage them how to run their own business someday. And you can inject values into them, you know, the same values that you have. So now you can scale, you know, and, and you can surround yourself with people. But it, it comes from being, like, overly generous, overly hospitality. Right.
1: You know? like, And I, I think the other thing uh, about me is I'm not just, like, an audiovisual guy. I've been working in the restaurant industry since I was 15. And what you're saying is, is totally ringing true to me. I mean, just hearing it, I agree with it that, like plenty of kids work in the restaurant industry and if you're like a good leader for them or just a good role model no matter what kind of role model you are you will influence that person if they work for you yeah so you should be a good person and try to teach them valuable life lessons so like my first job was when i was 15 i was i was a busser uh at this like uh it's called riverwoods it's in um it's in new hampshire it's like uh It's like a high-end assisted living facility, a super nice place. Like, really, they treated their employees really good. But I worked in the kitchen. I was a busser. And there's this one guy. uh, His name is Mike. Uh, Shout-out to Mike Geyer. He's the man. Like, I was 15 years old, and I was working there. And, like, I I remember him so vividly because he – I think maybe he just liked me or something, but he kind of, like, took me under his wing, dude. He taught me a bunch of things about cooking. He introduced me to all these kinds of f- different foods. And um when I worked there with him, I worked there with other people and and the majority of them I couldn't I don't remember their names. Yeah. I don't really remember them. I could probably think back to that time and picture it. But dude, like Mike Geyer, like that guy was the man. And he taught me so many things. And like I didn't realize it at the time. But and I'm not saying like I was a bad person and he made me a good person. But like you said, I was super impressionable and I just, I just remember him as like a really good role model mm. and like funny story, dude. Like I'm, I was a super, I kind of am a picky eater, which is a major problem when you go to other countries. <laughs> dude. It's, it's
0: uh, We went to Thailand together, which was interesting. Yeah. But you were pretty good. You were adventurous. You tried stuff.
1: Kind of, but it's, but next to you, I was not yeah' I mean, you you would get Thai spicy I also was
0: tied to a toilet for a week so <laughs> dude, you <there> guys <laughs> <comments to that. laughs>
1: I remember you got Thai spicy oh my god at some restaurant you're like crying and I was like I was like I'm not crying right now like I'm <sighs> glad I didn't try that and then remember you would eat all those bugs and like yeah i all it, I ate was like in Rome, a, man all I ate was a cricket and you didn't you eat like a chicken and an egg or something oh like,
0: um what
1: the, yeah that um, was the only time that you like couldn't eat it whatever it was. I can't, it's escaping my mind. There's a weird name for it. It's the chicken. It's like the,
0: the baby chick that isn't fully developed. Right. And before it hatches, you you fry it. Balut, Balut.
1: But even, even like when I go to Peru, it's like, dude, Peruvians are so proud of their food. And I'm like, some things I just don't, and I don't like seafood. And their main dish is ceviche, which is seafood. And it's just like, I'm sorry, but I just, my taste buds say no. I'm sorry. (laughs) But, Wait, where was I going with this? Um Picky Eater. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. Good. So story. I was a super picky eater. I'd never eaten pineapple when I was 15 years old. Damn. And I ate some out of like the can, you know, like, like pineapple that comes in like the sugar water. And I was like, that's so good. And this guy, Mike, he was like, he was like, dude, that's just like that's just sugar water, man. Like, here, come here, try this real pineapple. <laughs> yeah. And he cut up a pineapple, dude, and he gave me a piece, and it was like like, in my opinion, to this day, I just never forget that moment. Yeah. It's like, I was like, pineapple is the definition of nature's candy. Right. Like, I love this stuff. <laughs> and it's like, not to say anyone could show you pineapple, yeah. but like, I just remember the things that that guy taught me. And I recently, I think last time I was in Peru, we reconnected on Instagram and it's so weird, dude, because it's like, I'm an adult now. Like I'm the yeah. age that he was probably when he was like, took me under his wing. Yeah. You know, and it's like now we're both adults. We're like kind of equals. But that,
0: that's the, it's so important. I think we need mentors. We not just to learn, but also to not just to learn about the outer world, but to learn about ourselves. Right. And what makes us special because we don't and it comes up a lot on the show when I'm interviewing people. I'm like, when did you know that this was going to be your path? And it usually goes back to what was his name? Mike. Mike. Yeah. There, there was usually a Mike in someone's life that said, hey, kid you're good at this. Yeah. Hey kid, you really got a, a talent for this. You got an inclination for what fill in the blank. Right. And we, when, when, when you're, when you're that young, you, you have no idea what you're good at, what you're bad at until somebody says, Oh, I've seen a lot of people do this. You're good. Right. And like, and we need that. We need that reinforcement. We need that recognition of being, and that's how we find our purpose is being recognized. Right. Right. So I think so. I mean, and that's, that's how I feel. I'm, I'm, pretty sure there's some truth to that. Yeah. I mean, I can get into it, but that's not what we're here to do. Um, so it's so important like not just to, um, you know, to share your values and to like recreate yourself and others and to lift them up to your level, but to also find out, help them find out who they are and what lane they belong in by reinforcing what they're good at and bad at. Um, because I feel like it's like that low road of our subconscious, you know, our subconscious that's paying attention to the data of what what's being told to us. And like that stuff, people remember like, Oh, I'm good at
1: this. Right.
0: Oh, I need somebody to do this. Anybody know how to do it? Oh, I'm good at that. Like I'll do it.
1: You know? And I think too, like another thing that comes up in restaurant unstoppable interviews all the time is people say it all the time. They go, you can train someone to do anything, but if they don't have the attitude, like then I don't want to work with you. If you don't have a good attitude, then i don't want to work with you like even if you're the best chef if you're a dick and you bring poison to the culture of the restaurant yeah. we don't want you here yeah so i think like what this guy mike taught me was not just like knife skills and about food but he was just like a good person like a good role model and and i think that what he saw in me clear i was 15 years old i was a busser i couldn't cut up anything yeah. with a knife to save my life um and so he do that so i think that he just I think what Recon- he's- I think that he just recognized that I was like, I had the right attitude and I yeah. was a good person and maybe he just liked me. So he was like, let me teach you some skills.
0: Yeah. So back to what you're good at and what I've noticed from working with you. at, So Jared and I worked together at Supreme pizza. Shout out to Manny and Yanni. Yeah.
1: Am I going to try to say your last names? Sorry guys. I can see him. Go for it. Manny Papadakis and Yanni Papatonakis.
0: <laughs> nice. Well done. See Jared's the, the attention to yeah, detail the guy. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, we, that's how we met, uh, how we got to know each other. And I remember working with you and what you bring to the table beyond attention to detail is a level of give a fuck. If you know that there's a way or an expectation or a standard of something, and maybe it's, and I hope you, I don't hope you don't mind me saying this a little bit of your OCD. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that in a positive way, major. Yeah. That like, if you know something's supposed to be done a certain way and it's not the right way, like you give a fuck and that's hard to find a level of give a fuck. Yeah. And your, your attention to detail that, you know, I, mean, I think it's probably all a little bit of one thing, but you know, I think he probably saw that in you. Um, and I see that in you. that's why I was like, and I saw that in you and I was like, and I knew that you, I, I, there was another reason why I knew you were going to be available, but didn't I know that you wanted to get into like film or something like that or like, well, yeah,
1: I think, I think you, even though I had an interest in like in film, um, I didn't have the skills. Movies, that's what it was. Yeah, but I didn't have the skills. Again, this is this this is the point. Like Eric's, like it was like another Mike, and it's funny because they're both re- Mike was a redhead too. So uh, <laughs> those, those redheads right? fell for him. So um, I think you recognize that just like that, I had whatever that was—that attention to detail. I didn't have the skills. Like you had to completely teach me how to edit audio. I didn't know how. Yeah. So I guess that's the point, and it reflects what everyone says on the podcast, which is that like you saw that like okay he has a a desire in this field, and we get along, and like he has a good attitude. He doesn't know at all how to do this, but I'll just teach him. Yeah. And then you just move on from there.
0: Yeah, and the truth is, it's so much it's so much more enjoyable to share projects with people and sitting by yourself. Maybe that's not true for everyone though. Like for me though, I'm, I call myself, uh, not, I'm not necessarily an introvert. I'm not necessarily an extrovert. I'm like right in the middle. I'm an ambivert where I need to share. Like I, I like to have my alone time, but I need to share things with people. I need to like, what's that word? Ambivert. Never heard it. A M B I V E R T E R T ambivert. It's like a combination of like introvert and extrovert where you have like the best of both worlds. Okay. Um, so anyway, This is all a really great conversation, but I feel like one of the reasons why I was like, let's just get on the mic earlier when we were sitting down. So Jared came over. So a little more context. Jared was going to go to Peru like a month ago.
1: (laughs) I've been trying to go to Peru. (laughs) Dude, the first. I don't know. This is probably isn't important, but my first flight to Peru is October 21st. And it's today is what? November November 24th. Yeah. 23rd. And yeah, it's flights get canceled they get delayed. You need a, you need a negative COVID test to go to the country, blah, blah, blah. I've been trying for a long time. Yeah. Side note. So basically I've been trying to, like Jared says,
0: I'm always thinking about the future. I'm always trying to do the next thing. I'm always trying to scale. So one of the reasons why I'm trying to scale right now to come back to your, one of your previous questions is when COVID-19 hit, if I could just drive around and talk to people and like have infinite budget and like, just like, travel and talk to restaurant tours and share lessons with, I would do that. But the truth is like with COVID-19, like my sponsors pulled out a little bit, like they're like, Whoa, this is, we don't know what the future looks like. We can't spend money until we know when money's going to come back. Right. So I put all my eggs into one basket and I, I was living off sponsorship. So Q2 and Q3, basically from March to J- July, I didn't have any cash flow. I got lucky. I, I, got creative with toast and I started saying, well, how about you don't give me cash up front and you only pay me for any conversions. And there's a high, you know, POS systems, a big ticket item. Like right. it's expensive. The returns on the affiliate relationships are good. So I just gave people like an undeniable great deal. Yeah. And it's an example of the more you give, the more you get a thousand dollars cash back.
1: When I tell people that you do that, they're like blown away. Yeah. But I, I'm like, you don't know, Eric. but it's words right. And like people recognize
0: that and you have to shock and awe. You have to be overly generous. You have to to be appreciated. You know, it has to, you have to give before you get. So that's what I was doing to survive. And then in in that moment I was like, okay, like there's gotta be more I can do, you know? Um, and that, that was the idea for the network where like, and it's been on the back of my mind to create some, some type of like membership based model. But the question was, how do I create that? And not create a situation where I hate my fucking life because I have no desire to chit chat on people with people online all day. Right. So how can I do, how can I exist how I like to exist? Meaning how can I just talk? How can I just have conversations and learn through conversations and how do I capture that through a network? And, um, with everything that's happening with the world evolving and technology getting better, um, I was able to plug in mighty networks, which is basically like a built for you social network. And you can use zoom conversations and create events. So it's all about live events and literally connecting people via video conference and video communication around the world, around the nation who are in the restaurant industry, my, my network. So the, one of the reasons why it wasn't good enough is because it wasn't good enough. Like I had to, I had to diversify. I had to create other channels of revenue. Um, and that was a big part of it.
1: Where, um, where did you get the idea to do a network? cuz i feel like you i feel like what you just said um is that um it, it was sort of born out of i need to diversify my income yeah um or diverse, diversify your revenue but like like where did you get that idea did you see it somewhere and say that works i want well i
0: got the idea. You, you hear, you hear people all the time. I mean, that's the thing. That's why, like, I think we were having this conversation when I was in Thailand. Right. I was like, I'm so stressed out because I need to pick a direction. I remember these conversations. I was like, I need to start sharing what I know. I've learned a lot. I need to start sharing what I know, but what I know, different things are constantly contradicting each other. You know, and like I'm never going to think there's one way to do anything because it all depends. You constantly see online and in the world like experts trying to say they have the solution. They have the trick. They have the answer. and It's all bullshit.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say, isn't that just the sales pitch. Isn't that just how you get attention?
0: Yeah. And like what I'm figuring out is what works for this person might not necessarily work for you because one, you have different skills and weaknesses Two, you have different desires, different places you want to be in life, different values. So it all depends, you know? Um, and that's why I was like, when we were first in Thailand, the first time we went to Thailand, why we were in Thailand is because it costs $200 a month to live in Thailand and the food is even cheaper, you know? You can live, you can exist in Thailand for next to nothing. So right. what we would do, I'd go on like a three month long road trip, get 50 episodes yep. and like come back and then just coast on that content and live in Thailand and work on the podcast, not in the podcast. Right. Um, the first time we were trying to create that membership site and like we didn't, I didn't have the hard skills to, to code, to develop. And I didn't want to. Ex- and you, think, you had
1: the idea for the network while we were in Thailand?
0: I mean, then, then, so uh, to kind of like unpackage it a little bit more, we've already identified that I'm not good with attention to detail. I'm not good at creating things. So people were like, you need to diversify. You need to share your knowledge. You need to create a course. You need to create a membership site where you, where you create things and you give people things. I'm like, I don't want to create anything
1: though. Like, yeah, I I think, I remember that it started with courses, right? Yeah. And then it became, well, the best place to do courses is within a network.
0: Yeah, so what I know, like what makes me uniquely Eric Cacciatore is that I'm not, the, like I, I'm not the guy who knows how to do everything really well. I have a really good general idea of what the, done, the job done right looks like. Yeah. Um, but I know who is the guy or gal who's really good at doing the thing. Right. So why would I recreate what's already been created when I can just help people connect with the things they need, depending on what uniquely makes them them. Right. So I'm not going to say, Hey, if you're Joe Smith and you want to open a small mom and pop, I'm not going to introduce you to somebody who's going to help you franchise. You know, I'm going to find the person that does the same thing, but for independence or in a small scale or like whatever.
1: Mm hmm. So it's like, you're, you're like a talent agent, but you're not doing it for money.
0: I'm, I'm a, I'm a person that wants to help good people connect with other good people. Right. You know? Um, and I think that's what, it, so when you, whenever you're creating anything, you need to look hard at yourself and say, what are my unique song of propositions as a person? And how can I create something around my assets as an individual? Yeah. So instead of, I have no desire to create a course. I have no desire to, to get into the dirt and go, here's the step-by-step process too. But I know a lot of really great people who are amazing in the dirt. And I say in the dirt, uh, it's a reference to uh, Gary Vanderchuck who talks about, there's two different types of people. There's people that are good in the dirt and there's people that are good in the clouds. Yeah. I fucking love the clouds. I live in the clouds. I'm a dreamer. Yeah. I'm an idea guy. I, I, I'm good at seeing somebody else and being like, wow, you're really good at that. Yeah. And I'm good at giving them purpose, you know, Um, because I have because I see the big picture. I see purpose. You know, I have vision. Um, So I recognize that about myself and I lean into that and I surround myself with Jared Parise's, you know, people who are good in the dirt. I mean, I think that that's a that that's that just continues. That just spills into the network. Like I've interviewed hundreds of successful restaurant tours. I've seen trends. I've seen patterns. People have been recommended to me and I've talked to people, a lot of people. I'm like, you're really good at this. Why don't I just promote you and then give you a place to, to host your content, your courses, your expertise. And I just help you connect with
1: people who are right for you. And how has the reception been of that? So, um, like, well, well, let me ask you this. Do people who create courses, do you think the course creators of the world need someone like you or are you just an answer to the people who want courses? It's not
0: just courses, it's community, you know? Okay. And um, I, th- I think of restaurant unstoppable network as a marketplace. Um, so say you're new to the restaurant industry or you've been in the restaurant industry and you recognize that there's things you could do better. You know, you don't have a lot of times a restaurant tour to go find it all. Right. You know, like that's a lot of work. There's a lot of people out here that say they're the best, that have all the answers. That's what I've done for the past seven and a half, eight years. You know, like I went and I got it all. I got the recommendations. I got the resources. I got the books. I read the books. It's the point where I I continue to read books. I'm like, this is the same book I read. This is from a different author. You know, like they all make the same points, Yeah, Yeah. you know? So, but that's not to say I need to stop learning. It's just where am I going with this train of thought? Like you don't need to do the work. I've done it. And like, let me help you cut through the noise. If I'm opening a restaurant tomorrow, here are the people I'm going to, if I had an infinite budget, you know, and because you don't have an infinite budget, then you should go through me to get access to this person because they're not going to give you their time unless you pay for it. But if you have a specific problem or a challenge, I can go find somebody to answer that challenge for you in the network and you can come join the conversation because we're going to host it live in the network. So I'm going to give you access to the people that normally would be out of reach for you. And I think that's uniquely Eric Catchatory because how many people can do that? How many people can say, Oh, I know exactly who you need to talk to. They're going to have all of your answers and like, they're going to want to talk to me because they know that if they come on my platform, it's going to result in exposure it's a win-win situation. It's one of those habits of highly effective people, but I get to create win-win-win-win situations because you're winning as a listener. My guest is winning because they're getting exposure and I'm winning because I'm creating incredible content and the audience is winning because if you have a problem, the odds are thousands of other people have that same problem. Right. And, uh, I mean, you, you mentioned, you asked earlier, you're like, why is it never enough? Well, my, you have to remember my goal for starting restaurant unstoppable podcast was to one day open my own restaurant, right? That was always the reason to, for starting because somebody said to me, or I listened, I heard this on a podcast
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's just rung True. It just resonated with me that if you help enough other people accomplish what they want in life, you can achieve anything. You can have anything you want in life. So I was like, I want a restaurant. I'm not in the position to open a restaurant, mm-hmm. but I can help people who are just by sharing stories because nobody's doing this yet and like and that it was always the goal to to start the podcast to learn about what it takes to become successful to generate money through sponsorship and affiliate marketing to one day invest in my own restaurant and I feel like that kind of gets into like the next level of Eric Ketchatori, like visioning dreaming like what's possible of like where I really start to dream and go, this is fucking possible and like yeah. I'm uniquely set up to do it, and i've had so much like influence but like i've been influenced by so many great people that I just see what's possible and it's hard to like, it's like a kid in a candy factory. Like you're just like, I want to touch it all. I want to play with it all. I want to experience it. I want to do it all. There's just so much possible. So yeah, a little bit of ADD involved. It's, it's a dangerous mix.
1: (laughs) Well, dude, I mean, I, I think it's impressive, honestly, and it just speaks to, I mean, other people have said this. I've heard it on podcasts where it's like, uh, in order to be successful, you have to kind of be insane. Yeah. You have to like, in order to, achieve things that like other people can't achieve. You kind of have to be crazy. Yeah. But, but the only thing that allows you to get through what is so difficult is the passion and the desire. So it's so impressive to me that like everything you just said, all the things that you wanted to do and want to do, none of those things are like, you don't have a desire to get a sponsorship. You don't have a desire to, to do all these things that you have to do in order to get to what you do want. So I find that extremely impressive. Like I know that you don't, I I know that you don't think of yourself as like the super successful person maybe. um, But I know that you have what it takes because of like other people in your position who basically say the same things that you say and, and, like display the same behaviors and the same drive and the same passion that you have. Um, Basically it's just a testament to like how passionate you are, that you do all these things that I know that you don't like doing in order to do what you do like doing and what you truly feel is important for the world over.
0: Yeah. Thank you. That means a lot, man.
1: You're, I, you're like a hospitality superhero.
0: <laughs> thank you, man. And That means a lot that you said that. And especially since I don't even own a restaurant, you know what I mean? So, right. um, but I, but that's,
1: I, that's my point is that owning the restaurant isn't like the success. Yeah. The fact that you are like doing it, the yeah. fact that you are going for it thank and you. in my opinion, you can achieve it. Yeah, man. That's what makes it. Um, and
0: like, and like, it's weird because like, so people are like, well, why haven't you opened a restaurant yet? I'm like, well, because I have a full-time job running a podcast. There's no right. way, because I know what it takes to be successful as a restaurateur or as a right. restaurant owner or operator that I know that if I'm starting a restaurant tomorrow, there's no way this podcast exists, coexists right. unless I completely change the format of the podcast and make it about all about me opening a restaurant. And it's not to say that that isn't a possibility, you know? But I can't hold the camera... And run a restaurant at the same time, Right. you know. I need to build restaurant unstoppable up to the point where I can afford to use restaurant unstoppable the podcast to to pay for a team of Jared Parises surrounding me, capturing it and sharing it. Yeah, because I'm not really good at the capturing part. I'm good at the getting, like that's not true. I'm good at capturing. I'm not good at sharing.
1: You know, you're good at yeah, uh, capturing and producing, but not. Distributed,
0: Yeah. Like I'm not, that's where the detail comes in. That's where the, the like really like I'm packaging the, the nuggets that came out. I'm good at retaining that information. I'm good at having that like live internally, but I'm not good at being like, okay, here's all this information. And I, I bundled it up neatly for you into this package. Here you go. Um, and I'm not good at promoting it just because I don't like to exist. I don't like to look at screens. Anything that gets in front of me right. in the world is, my enemy, you know, which is why I, I choose to drive around the country and do laps living on my Honda Fit instead of looking at a computer screen just right. because this is how I'm hardwired.
1: You know, OK, here's something you mentioned it yesterday. And I just want to ask this. I'm just curious. Uh, like. I I admire and think that it's important and it's valuable that you want to be physically with the person that you're interviewing, but. Like considering the times we're in and and i can't remember there was some book you said that you really really want i think the person was in oklahoma city oh that you yeah. you really wanted to interview this person and you thought what they had to say was important but traveling's hard right now and it's like at what point maybe you've never thought of this so i'm just curious at what point does the importance of what a guest has to say like overtake your desire to be in the same room with the person like if someone had an extremely important message you believed in And you couldn't be with them. Like, but the message is important enough. Isn't a Zoom podcast something that's valuable? Yeah, but
0: I feel like your ability, dude, it's like, it's like, it's like scaling to a Michelin star restaurant where you started with as a food truck. Right. And you scale to a Michelin starred restaurant. And then you're being told that you have to serve food truck food again. It's like all the progress you made to to deliver a high quality product, a meaningful product. It's like, it's like, it's like having a, a, 1990 Honda civic hatchback and then getting a brand new Mercedes Benz, you know, like you become used to a standard. And you don't want to settle not meaning like I'm not not being bougie,
1: but it's like you, you, the standard you're talking about is, is the quality in the interview. It's a high standard, but it's not a, it's not an easy standard,
0: but it's also the quality in the relationship that I'm developing. Right. Because I'm not because listen, like you set up a fucking zoom. I keep I need to be better about swearing. It's something I realized you set up a freaking zoom call, right? That you're one in a million. Maybe not one. You're one in a hundred zoom calls. That person's done. Right. You show that person that you care enough to show up at their restaurant, to be in their space, to, to, to talk to them face to face. Like they're going to remember you. They're going to remember that experience. Um, you're going to remember them, you know, and the, and the relationship is always stronger because then there's the after interview conversation, the after interview drink, the after interview meal, right. the, the before the interview conversation, the yeah. who else are you in town to talk to? Oh, have you thought about this person? Have you thought about that person? Right. You know what? I like you, let me introduce you, you know? And like, that's what you get when you are willing to show up on someone's doorstep.
1: And I think this is demonstrating the importance of anyone could should take this advice to get out of your own head and to discuss things. Because yeah. a lot of the time, I think, not just this, what we're doing now, but when we when you talk things out, you ask someone a question and then you kind of like answer your own question. Yeah. You know, it's like what you just said, I think that that you might agree that, if a person has a really important message and you have the ability to distribute it via your podcast, the message would be more important than the being in the same room. But what's more important than the message and being in the same room is the relationship. Yeah. And I, the, the, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that I know that you value relationships more than those other two things. But in wondering like, like, I didn't connect the two. But now that you say that, like it makes perfect sense.
0: Well, it's, if you know two or three people in a community and that you earn their approval, they're going to open up their entire network to you, which is a huge part of it because I don't like to cold email people. Like I want to like show up and introduce and shake your, and it's just all that just has so much more impact, you know? Yeah. And then there's the other stuff that just like the, the you and I, the audio quality of this interview is way better than right. a zoom call. And then yeah. like, our, our, our ability to communicate is way better because it's instantaneous mm-hmm. and like you're reading, you're not just listening to me You're reading everything I'm doing. Like right? yeah. I want to say something you can tell cause I'm, I shifted to my seat. Right. You know, all that shit comes out.
1: I mean, I agree Uh, when it comes to listening to podcasts and even when I edit one of your podcasts, I mean, a zoom podcast isn't bad, but it's an undeniable. Yeah. There's just, it's just a better rapport. It's better. It distracts me,
0: honestly. Like, because like, I'll be talking to somebody, I'll be into it. And then like the, uh, 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 but yeah, but, and like, then that's all you can think about. Right. Right. Cause you're like, God damn it. Like yeah. I, like this is such good stuff. And I know my listeners can't hear this right now. And then you get derailed and just all the, the entire experience is not as good.
1: Yeah. But. And I mean, millions upon millions upon millions of people have said this, but it's like, you know, the internet and technology like connects us. Yeah. But staring at a screen and having a conversation, unless it's like, just like you're just trying to communicate like a fact or something like, yeah. where are you going to be later? Okay. I'll meet you. Like, like, it's just, yeah, dude, staring at a screen is like, you can feel like you're trapped. Yeah. You're like tractor beamed into this little 18 inch square. Yeah. It's, and you're just like, it's not the same. You've been yeah.
0: there. You've been there on the road with me. You know what it's like. Yeah. You know, it's, it's way better. Today's episode is brought to you by Seven Shifts. Seven Shifts is a modern labor management platform designed by restaurateurs for restaurateurs. And effective labor management is more important than ever to ensure your profitability and restaurant success. Trusted by over 400 restaurant professionals, Seven Shifts gives you the tools you need to streamline labor operations, communicate with your team, and retain your talent. Best of all, Seven Shifts integrates with the POS and payroll system you already use and trust like toast, turning labor into a competitive advantage for you and your business to get three months absolutely free. Head over to W dot slash unstoppable. That's the number seven S H dot com slash unstoppable to get three months of industry leading labor management for free. Get on it. Um, do you want to talk about the future the visioning? That was kind of one of the things we wanted yeah. to, to unpackage, right? Yeah. Um, cause you said like it's never enough. Right. Um, so when I think about the future of Restaurant Unstoppable, I do want to own my own restaurant someday. But yeah. it's like, okay, well, how? what's the best? What, what's the thing that makes sense for me? Like, does it make sense for me to start a pop-up tomorrow and then to, like, hire people all by myself when I have this incredible resource and this incredible network? Like, what kind of idiot would start from the bottom with this network that I have? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there's a part of me that's like, oh, well, how cool would it be if I did start from the bottom and I didn't use any of my privilege and I didn't, and I just showed people how to open a restaurant from scratch, but how can I do that and run the, the podcast without the, the means, the resources? So the thought of the future, like I, I want to be involved in a restaurant, but I, I feel like the way for me to do that is to find somebody who I know, like, and trust in my community where I have roots and to say, Hey, I have spoken to a lot of successful people. I've learned to recognize what it takes to make it in this industry. And I think you got it. Um, Why don't you let me share your story? And why don't you let me pull my network in to serve you in your journey? And how cool would that be? So
1: this is a discussion about the future. Do you think you're there? You You don't think you can do that right now? I think
0: I can do that, but I can't do it alone. And okay. that's my challenge. It's like it. I don't have the resources. Yeah. The 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 I always say it. Two things determine growth. One, cash flow. Two, people. So I don't have the cash flow yet to hire the people to automate parts of Restaurant Unstoppable so I can focus on pulling together my team of people to like basically. Coach a badass individual into success and to capture that, and then that would be the restaurant group, basically, like I would just invest in people who I just think deserve it, you know, um, and just inject all the core values, all the lessons that we've learned on the show into these people's restaurants and work with them as a partner. But I don't know, I'm just thinking out a lot. Like, that's what's possible. I think that's, that's what I could achieve with right. this. But the cool thing, like, you would take basically the lesson I learned from Zingerman's, right? Ari Weinswag from Zingerman's. And where he, I mean, he's tons of people do this, but he's where I learned it. I think it came originally out of the great game of business, Jack Sack. Um, but open book management and sharing your numbers and right. sharing with your team how you do everything. But my team is the restaurant industry. My team is all of you guys listening at home. So what I would like to do is say, Hey, here's how much money we have. Here's where we are. This is what we're working with. And like just show the world, like the numbers open book management to like, this is how much money we grossed this week. We implemented this new thing. This is the effect it had on our business. And just to like do that, like, with my network and I'm not going to be the one to do. I'm going to pull in my team of experts to coach us through it and to show you at home, how we're doing it to literally like take these lessons. We're learning about generosity and giving and taking care of people and nurturing and paying it forward and do that for the world. And then I don't know, just like to teach people how we do it. So hopefully across the nation, others can
1: recreate this model of sharing information do you think people? Do you think people consciously? Ooh, I said it out loud. That's a big deal, man. Like that, I like what
0: d- just to put it into the universe. Like what's inside? What's internalized to get it out? You know.
1: Is that the first time you've talked about that publicly? Okay, yeah. <laughs> which part? Because I know everything you say, not publicly. Yeah. So which part is not
0: the the vision for restaurant unstoppable to like okay. create a restaurant group around it? Okay, and then to also incorporate things like vertical integration. We, we learned from. Um, Jeff Fenster, right? We talked about vertical integration. Is okay, he is me. he
1: the one who he's the one Bulls. who like created that guy was so impressive to yeah. me, who create like he it, he knew that he had to build out restaurants, so he created a construction company. Yeah. Dude, that that was amazing to Dude, me. Dude,
0: I knew I needed to have a media arm, so I right.
1: got you to build a media company. Yeah, and yeah, you know, and I did yeah! Wow, <laughs> you were playing me. <laughs> I wasn't playing you, man. No, because for, that's what, for our benefit. For but our that's benefit. the
0: thing. That's the thing. Like I, I said, Jared, why would you be my employee when I could teach you how to have your own business, and then right. you can? I'll give you the skills to edit shit, and then we can vertically integrate, right? And we can, you know, like who knows? Maybe I can invest in your business, and you can become a partner.
1: Would you? Know? you I was wondering this, is what you're just saying, would you rather be a restaurant tour or a restaurant operator?
0: I think that I'm cut out to be a restaurant tour because I'm not good in the dirt.
1: Okay. Yeah. That um, makes sense. Yeah.
0: So now that's another thing. that's one of the, like the anxieties I've had, like learning about what it takes to be a successful restaurant operator, like a, an operations person, like in like the, I'll never be an executive chef. I will never be, an incredible server or bartender. I will never be, I could be a great front of house manager because that person floats around and touches and serves the team. But I'm not, I'm not a technician. I'm not a skilled person. I'm a dreamer. I'm a, I'm a rah, rah. Here we go. Let's do this together. Yeah. Motivational soul server. It's amazing
1: (laughs) too, because like I knew that, but I, I still had to ask. What? But I didn't know that I knew that. Like, you've worked that you're with me, not man. good that you're not good in the dirt. No, you've worked with me. Right,
0: you've seen what it's like. You, I, you can only put so much on my plate at a time, and yeah. shit starts to go self fast. Right, like, and that's cool. I used to be self conscious about that shit, but I also realized that what I can do, not a lot of people can do. I right. can't sit. Ac- not many people can sit across the table from a complete stranger and say, "Pour your life story out to me."
1: Right. Uh, people can do that, but that that doesn't mean the person across the table is going to be open, yeah. and receptive of your energy. Like if I sat across the table, I mean maybe I could learn this skill, but if I sat across the table from someone, I feel like I don't know. I I, I don't think it would be nearly as good of a of a yeah. of a of their opening up as what you're able. Yeah, to
0: Yeah, and that what I'm able to see, I'm able to read. I'm I'm really great at seeing the big picture. I'm f- amazing at thirty thousand feet. Right. Not a lot of people have vision. Not a lot of people have that ability to see the big picture. Yeah. I'm really good at comprehending the big picture. Yeah. Um,
1: And it's, I guess, I guess that is where I, whereas I'm like the opposite. Like I said, I've worked in the restaurant industry since I was 15. People say this all the time. But for me, like when it's really busy on a line and you're just like, go, go, go. It's so, it's like, I'm able to like handle that. You know, it's one of those, you know, they talk in the, I would assume everyone feels this. I know that anyway, um, when it's slow, you make mistakes when it's busy. You don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's
0: a bell curve associated with that. We learned about it in human factors as when I was a commercial pilot. Yeah. So the the bell curve goes and as stress increases, alertness increases. Right. And then there's a tipping point where it, it becomes so stressful that all of your alertness just plummets and it's a bell curve. And okay. like there's a there's a certain no you're level, right yeah you yeah. hit a wall so when it's so too like, busy sometimes you when hit it's a wall. slow it's it's complacency kicks in and that's oh, what yeah. it is um but when there's a level of stress you're more alert right so it and then you hit a wall and then it just plummets
1: right another like I knew that yeah but you had to <laughs> say it to make me realize
0: um dude so the vision for restaurant stoppable um the vision for me. What I And this is really cool that we're – so this is like an example of the vision of Restaurant Unstoppable. Like I'm sharing with Jared the vision. We're talking about the future. We're trying to see how our lives fit together. And this is – we had Ari on the show. This is something I feel really guilty about lately is that like I've been – we've been learning all these skills. But I've been going so hard to, tr- to share the lessons with my audience that I'm not implementing any of the shit that I'm learning in my own business. I feel like a hypocrite, you know. Um. So the vision for Restaurant Unstoppable is to be like a university – um where if you can come hang out in the university and I can connect you with my instructors the people who are good in the dirt that can help we can go to them over and over again to to serve people in the network the restaurant tourists that come to me and say hey Eric I have this issue do you know who I should talk to okay i don't know but like let's find out together who the person is and i can probably get them on the show and i can probably put you in front of them Right, um, And then if, if we can use that, that will be what will increase our cash flow to then start investing in people that are in the network to say, hey, you know what? Like you have everything it takes to be successful. You have drive. You have the hospitality gene. You, you're good in the dirt. You're a great leader. You have a soul, a heart you know and you have the background the experience you came you you worked for these incredible people before opening your own place like i know you know what success looks like you just need a break let me be your break let me invest in you maybe that is only a few thousand dollars to like get what you need to do pop-ups and yeah. then and then in return you let me share your story you open up your finances to the world you lift up your skirt and that's a hard thing to do to be vulnerable. Yeah. But it's a very rewarding thing. You know, it can be very rewarding. So like, that's what I would like to do where I literally just start to use my influence to help. I think I told you this the other day. What, what did I send you? Like, like, okay, so I was super stoned. I'll admit it, but I was laying in bed and I like recorded like three things at like midnight or like one o'clock in the morning because this is what happens at night. I I like get stoned and I mind race. Yeah. Like the, 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 I just can't, I can't drop it. Um, like I have this, I'm, I'm put in this very unique position to, to make dreams come true, you know, to, to help people who deserve it. And my intentions are right. My, like everything's in the right place. And I've been, I told you that in, in twice in a week, I've been called a unicorn, a unicorn. Right. Right. Because of just how unique, how unique I am in the sense that I just want to do the right thing. Yeah. And then if I'm given the opportunity and I'm given the means, I'm given the resources, I'll do the right thing. And it feels so good. And I've recognized that about myself from a very young age. I always want to do the right thing. I'm, I'm, I'm horrible at lying because I wear my heart on my sleeve. Yeah. Like, if I'm lying, you'll know you'll be the first person to know because it's horrible. Um, and I just want to use my influence to, to like, to do the right thing and to make an example of what the right thing looks like, you know? And, to, yeah. and I don't know exactly how that looks. details of that but i think i kind of painted the picture a little bit right using my influence using my my network to serve others and to show them what we're teaching them show the world what we're teaching them so others can do it around the the world yeah i wonder do you think is that convoluted is it is it as clear as it feels is that a good vision statement probably not because it's not specific in time and date and all that stuff but
1: that sounded like a vision explanation not a vision statement yeah Uh (laughs) yeah I think what you just said is really similar to just the description of the network.
0: Yeah. Um, but the network, the network is where it's going to, it's going to be the farm, you know, it's where I'm going to find these people that and like what, okay. What's the network like? I'm going to uh, describe a day in the network basically. So like we'll say every Tuesday and Thursday, I make myself available available from noon to one and I'm just there to listen to you your problems. You come hang out over zoom. There might be a few other people there and you say, Hey Eric, what's up, man? Hey, like I'm having a bad day. Like this happened. And I go, okay, well this is what I would do. Or this is some of the thoughts I have. Um, but I think that if you really want to like, you know, take this to the next level, I would recommend you connect with this person or this person or use this tool or that tool. And then within the network, I want to create a private group for those people. The, so say you're, say you're Rudy Mick, Right, You would have your own private group, the Rudy Mick Consulting Group in Restaurant Unstoppable Network. And I would say, why don't you go hang out in Rudy Mick's group and maybe Rudy might have some resources he can share with you or maybe you can set up a one-on-one call to Rudy and that's going to be uh, an agreement between the two of you. Obviously, he can't give away his time. He might have to charge you, but that's up to him. Right, you know. But I want to put you in that group with a bunch of other people who are Rudy Mick fans who had the same trouble you've had. So now yeah. there's at least community there that can support you, right? right? And I want to do that. So say you like, oh, look, my POS is garbage. My POS is shit. I'm like, well, why have you looked at, you know, Toast or Square or any one of these other POSs that are always being recommended on the show? Why don't we put you in the private Toast group where there's a representative from Toast there to answer your questions and other restaurant owners who use Toast so you can get support on that thing, right? So it's just creating community around different instructors and different tools and resources and different specialists that are willing to share their information. But like I said, I can't, I don't know what that agreement is going to look like between you and them, but I can connect to you. And all these people that I'm mentioning, all my experts, all these tools, they're in the network too. And they're not allowed to sell to you unless they're in their, unless they're in their group because you've opted in. You're saying I'm interested, right? But they're allowed to give information. They're allowed to answer your questions. They just can't sell. So yeah. the more value you create, the more you give, the more you're going to re- attract onto yourself people in the network to join your private group. So then you can convert them as a customer if it's a right fit. If it's not a right fit, you just opt out. You leave. They can't touch you. And if they're not behaving. I'll kick them the fuck out <laughs> because I I let all my experts, and this is very transparent. Like if you're in the network, if you're a past guest in the show, if you're a tool or service You're not paying to be there. You're there for free. You know why? So I can kick them the fuck out if they're not behaving. And that's why I love it because I have control. It's not Facebook. It's not like a a social. It's not Instagram. It's restaurant unstoppable network.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say the big difference. And I think this is valuable. I think people will appreciate this. um, Is that like you just said, if you don't want to hear from a person or a topic, uh, or like a service or whatever yeah. uh, they're pitching, then you leave the group yeah. and you don't have to hear it anymore. Yeah. Like recently, there's no like algorithms involved. Like recently I watched a video on YouTube. This going to make me sound so nerdy, dude. Let
0: it fly, brother.
1: It, it was a review of a PlayStation 2 video game about surfing. <laughs> and like on the internet now, like on Google, I'm constantly being shown like articles and videos about surfing. And it's like, can't I just can I just poke my head into a topic and, like, check it out and then come out of it? Can't I just do that on the internet? The answer is no. You really can't. Yeah. So that's like, I mean, I recognize this from the start that you don't want to make something like a social media platform, you know? No, it's, it's more, it's, it's a literal, so like... It's if, high touch. Yeah, so if saying. you
0: click on the link right now to, to join Restaurant Stoppable Network, you will be redirected to, you know, um, create your username, your profile, enter your credit card information. Um, and then you have your own profile like you would on Facebook. Like it's the Jared Parisi, you know, your profile, your description, where you are in the world, where your interests are and all that. Um, and then you'd be able to connect with other restaurant unstoppable listeners around the nation and reach out and say, Oh, I see that you're in fast casuals. I'm in a fast Oh, I see you're located in New Hampshire. Cause I use this feature that lets me see who the closest people are in the network to me. Um, so you can, it's a way for you to connect with other restaurant who share the same values because they listen to the show and they're on board, you know, they're about yeah. it, which I want to share my core values with you guys and maybe talk about those before we wrap up today. Um, but first I want to just get the vision out. Yeah. Um, so you're saying these are people that are like me. I know like and trust these people because they're Eric's network who have come onto his radar organically and naturally, and they've served Eric as guests on the show. I can listen to all their episodes here. They are, you know, and I can choose who I want to learn from. It's basically think of restaurant unstoppable network as a university. Um, that I'm pulling in all my instructors and you get to choose the instructor you want to learn from.
1: Right. I was going to, I wanted to actually, I mean, you said it, but I wanted to, uh, uh, enforce that because of what because I work in the network too if if you are running a kick-ass business like everything's awesome about your restaurant but like you kind of have like a tainted culture yeah you got like someone in there that's like messing up your culture there's a culture section on in the restaurant Stoppable network yeah where you will be only basically totally only basically. yeah only thing something that's tagged as culture so like if you if your operations are awesome and you're like I don't want to pay for operations advice you know yeah. what I mean you don't have to you yeah. can you can you can target what you want your to areas learn of about. weakness yeah. exactly yeah I think that's very yeah valuable
0: so I mean there's just so much we can do in the network um, and honestly I haven't been growing it very fast I think there's like seven people or seventy people in there right now but I also don't want to rush because I want I literally I offer the opportunity for a one-on-one with me every time a new member signs up because right. I want to know who they are. I want to know why they joined. I want to understand their business and I want to put them and I want to show them around. I want to be hospitable.
1: I yeah. want to Mark Zuckerberg doesn't hit you up when you want to join Facebook. Yeah. Let's just say that.
0: Exactly. And um, I want to serve you. So I need to understand who you are. I need to understand, I need to understand what your needs are so I can put you on a fast track um, yeah. and I can let you understand how to get the most out of the network. So we do coffee with Eric twice a week. That's two hours of just time FaceTime with me and other people around the nation. And my, my, sometimes my experts come and hang out. Rudy Mick has come and hung out for coffee a few times. Yeah, And then I can also invite people to coffee in with Eric in my network just to like talk. Also, something I'm trying to do now, every time I have a guest on the show, a restaurant tour who shares their life story, I'm trying to book that person for a 30 minute Q&A in the network. So if you listen to an episode and you're like, oh, my gosh, this was amazing. Like this sung to me, like this is the person I need to meet. Well, now you can you can literally join a, a conversation on calling it shop talk. Where you get to talk shop with the people that I'm having on the show and ask your questions about the episode. Sometimes I can't ask all the questions. Sometimes you wish I went deeper, but I didn't. This is your opportunity to do that. Um, And then there's the workshops, which is basically as I'm listening to people and as you're saying, oh, this hurts, there's pain here. I'm like, well, let me solve that. Let me go find an expert to have a workshop to solve your problem. And it's a combination of me reflecting and being like, I know we need to have a conversation around visioning. I know we need to have a conversation around core values. I know we need to have a conversation around checklists. I know we need to have a conversation around growing and creating opportunity within your organization for growth. I know you need to know customer experience. Like, so it's taking what I know to be true finding the person I trust to speak the best about that topic and then putting it into the network. It's a combination So that's the vision for the network. Um, And hopefully this thing, this network, by the way, it's $30 a month to be a part of the network, a dollar a day. Oh, did I mention that when you pay that $1 a day, you also, this sounds super pitchy with the way I said that, but it's fucking great. So like I'm working out deals right now. So for example, um, if you join restaurant stoppable network for, a dollar a day, $30 a month. You get six months free access to com, valued at approximately $180 off the top. You already get access six months. So you're getting, you're saving money when you join. Same thing. Um, Luxem HR. You get two months off the top. So that's another $60. Yeah. Um, who else? David Scott Peters will, give you a, I don't know exactly, but I know he's going to pay me $2,000 if I send somebody that becomes one of his clients and I'm going to split my profit. And I'm saying, Hey, David, why don't you just take a thousand off whatever you charge them and pay me a thousand? I'd rather pay it forward. So what I'm doing, I'm also going to use my influence because I don't need to make a thousand, two thousand $2,000 in every trans. I don't need to make, I don't need to make anything by helping good people connect with good people. Like yeah. I love to do that. Um, and I'm going to pay it forward and give you an even better rate. They're likely going to give me a rate because of my influence, because of my ability to draw. But then I'm going to say, Hey, I'm splitting my profit with you. Like I did with toast. Right. So like I know that I'm going to offer, there's just so much fucking value, dude. Like I don't know how else to explain it and how else not to get excited about it. Like for a a dollar a day, you're going to have access to my network, to my listeners, to the, the best rates in the, the industry. And that if you give, you get, you know, and that will support the greater vision for restaurant unstoppable to build a team, to do what I do best, connect with leaders throughout the nation and make an example of them. But to like bring a fucking team of people with me to like show you like the ins and outs of how these, these restaurants work. I can't do it alone. I need help. Like if you want to help, you join the network, you get instant benefits from that and you're supporting the mission to inspire, empower, and transform the industry. Yeah. So
1: And if you work in the industry <sighs> and it's and it's being becoming better because of this, then that's a win for everyone.
0: Yeah. Head over to dot slash unstoppable to find out why toast POS is the number one recommended POS on the show by a landslide. So there's a bunch of reasons why toast is being recommended on the show, but I'm finding the most common reason is because of their customer support. And now while I don't think you'll need their customer support all the time, it, when that Friday night rolls around and there is a question you have and you're busy, you're going to wish you were able to get right into that customer support and they will be there for you. Uh, The other reason why toast is always being recommended on the show is because of how many other platforms integrate with toast. So you can literally, marry all the technologies in your company together. They'll they'll work together. They integrate together. And you can turn on these additional features as you need them. It's like flipping a switch. It's that easy. So that's why I love Toast. That's why my guests love Toast. And again, if you want to learn more, head over to toasttab.com slash unstoppable. And when you use that link, I'll send you a check for $1,000 when you become a customer. There's no secret that the economy is suffering from COVID-19. This is a time of adversity. You need to level up. You need to figure out new ways to make your business work, like adapting with new takeaway options or at-home dining experiences. And design is a huge part of that. That is why we're partnering with 99 Designs. And if you are listening to this and you are still hanging on and and you've gotten the lean and you're doing all you can to, to evolve and adapt your business and you just have nothing left in the tank for creativity or you don't even have the people on your team to delegate to because you're such a skeleton crew but you you need to have that online presence. It's a kind of a catch-22. Well, if you're like, how the hell am I going to do this? Here's how you're going to do it. You're going to do it with 99designs. 99designs is a creative platform that connects people and businesses with graphic designers and creative professionals around the world. There's two ways to work with 99designs. First, you can run a contest. So basically, you just have a bunch of artists, And designers working on your creative project. You go back and forth, you get different iterations, you get feedback, you select your winner, and that's it. That's the contest. Or, The second way you work with 99designs is by doing a one-on-one project. You get matched with the perfect designer for you. You guys bring the idea to life, and from start to finish, you work with that person. You can negotiate pricing directly with the designer, and you can work with them one-on-one until your design is complete. So whichever way is right for you, go check out 99designs for your creative solution today. And when you use this link, www.99designs.com slash unstoppable right now, you will get $20 off your first design contest. That's the contest, not the one-on-one project. Again, that's www.99designs.com slash unstoppable. Um, like any culture, like any organization, um, you need a culture. And a culture I mean, it has a vision. It has core values. as has a mission statement. We already shared the mission statement to inspire, empower, and transform the industry. I guess our purpose is to transform the industry. Right. Um, and our core values. Um, this is something that, you know, I've been kind of beating myself up lately cause we're learning about all these things, the power of visioning and sharing your vision. Um, but my core values, this is what I've come up with. This is just,
1: wait you, I, you recently whittled this down, right? Yeah. You redid it. Okay. Yeah. So all I right. have it. So real quick hit us.
0: I'm just going to give you an aerial view. I'm just going to r- ramble them off. Um, we have integrity, We are students, we educate, we collaborate, we communicate, we show up, we have fun. And we, I think this is one, so I'm still fine tuning them. In one of my midnight stoner episodes, I wrote down, (laughs) we give before we get. Um, And I love that idea of just giving, like adding value before you take value. Um, I think that really aligns. So classic lesson. Yeah. So those are the core values. Um, I'm going to break them down a little bit more. We can, you can like talk to me about these if you want. We probably have like another, how long has this been going so far? An hour okay. and 20 minutes. We're on par for about an hour and a half. All right. Typical restaurant unstoppable interview. <laughs> Jared's like, I got to go, man. I don't have to go. <laughs> um, all right. So we have integrity. Um, I, when I, say, when I think of integrity, I'm saying you do what you say, and which is probably why it's been so long for me to share my vision because it's audacious and it's scary and I don't want to not do it if I say it. And I have integrity, so I don't say shit unless I'm going to do it. Right. So this is a big deal that we're saying this out loud. And uh, I like to say that trust is my unique selling proposition because I've, I've spent the past eight years putting this filter up to protect my listeners, to only go after people who are being recommended, to only promote the tools and services that are being recommended. Restaurant Stoppable, we we trust is our unique song proposition that I'm going to take care of you and not pitch you and sell to you. Right. I think I've done a pretty good job of that.
1: I want to, I would be curious too if like, Eric wants to create a community and I agree. Like I I would be curious what listeners think if we publish this, like what listeners think, like, do you recognize the difference between what Eric's trying to do and what other people are trying to do? Like I just wonder if they if your listeners recognize that. I think they do, maybe that's why they are listeners. I hear
0: it a lot that like I'm people tell me constantly that I'm real, you know, yeah. you're real. Um and I understand that most people who start I'm not going to name names, most people who start podcasts do it for the intent to market to you it's called content marketing. They're creating content as a front to sell you something. Got it. Yeah. And I reckon I, and I restaurant stoppable is also content marketing with values. Right. Like I'm creating content. I'm going to sell you something, but I'm going to swim through a river of shit before I sell it to you to make sure that it's worth recommending. Right. Right. The past 700 episodes, 750 episodes has been my breaststroke.
1: I'm just hoping. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just saying like, you know, I hope people recognize that. Yeah.
0: Thank you for bringing that. Uh, to attention to that. So the idea, okay, we have integrity. Basically, it's the idea that integrity, in my opinion, is greater than expediency. Uh, when I say expediency, I'm talking about ways to get rich fast. You know, yeah, um, shortcuts. Yeah, um, and the, and the easy road won't tempt us. It's going through the obstacle that makes Restaurant Unstoppable unique. Right. We don't go around it; we go yeah. through it. um So that's what I mean by we have integrity. Um, we're going to do the hard thing. We're going to say what we do. We have integrity. And these are hopefully your core value. I'm not saying you have to adopt these core values, but these are the, the core values of the network. We might have lost the camera. That, that died. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so, all right. The next core value, um, we are students of life. Um, and this is just very plain. Like you're never going to have all the answers. If you want to be in our network, you understand that you're always going to be learning that you will never find the best way to do it or there's a better way specifically for you and that the learning never stops.
1: Yeah. There's, there's no end point in the network. I think
0: part of that when I'm communicating as a student is that you're, you have an open mind. Like you, you recognize that you're never going to be the best, that you're never the expert, that you, that you, you need to be a student first. And when you do that, you have an open mind and it forces you to get perspective. It forces you to learn and grow as as an individual. So we are students. Um, we educate. It's not enough that you learn this stuff. If you learn it and you, and you apply it, you need to pay it forward. You need to be the educator. You need to help those around you to lift them up to your level, to encourage them, to grow them. We educate. And that's what I'm doing. I'm a student. I'm going out. I'm learning. I'm pulling these lessons in. I'm paying it forward. I'm sharing them. I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm echoing the biggest lessons I've learned. We collaborate. I can't do it by myself. You can't do it by yourself. Nobody can do it by yourself. If you want to go further, you have to go together. Um, and that's what I mean by we collaborate. And I really think that this is how we're meant to be. We're meant to function in teams. We're meant to be a part of a community. We're meant to lean on the strengths of others and to, to count to um, compensate for our weaknesses. Cause we're all, none of us is perfect. We all have our weaknesses, but together we're stronger And you need to stop looking at the restaurant down the street as your competition. They're your collaborator and you need to support them and they'll support you and you, you will go, you will rise to the top of your community together. So we collaborate. That's kind of like what's happening in the network. I know that I'm not the, the guy who's the best in operations. I know I'm not the guy who's the best with finances. I know I'm not the best at culture, but I can collaborate with my competition And then say, hey, you're better at this than I am, but hey, I have more of an audience than you do. So why don't you use my audience to promote your skill set? Because I trust you, you trust me, win-win situation. Yeah. Yeah. We show up. That's half the battle, man. Like you pointed it out earlier, saying like I showed up for three or four years by myself. Yeah. You got to put the work in. You got to show up. Yeah. You can't spend $30 a month to be a part of restaurant unstoppable network and say, I'm, I'm paying. Where's the result? Right? Like, no, you got to fucking show up. That's I can only do. I can only, I can only do this the way I I envision it. Unless you guys show up and you become a part of the conversation and you join the network, not just to get a shortcut. Cause fuck you. Remember the obstacle is the way (laughs) (laughs) and we're going to help hold you accountable and we're going to encourage you. We're going to give you motivation. We're going to, you know, we're going to be there for you. Not uh, just me, but the network.
1: Yeah. That's like your horse to water. Yeah. before
0: you got to show up, Yeah, um, you got to keep showing up. That's one of my mantras. Keep showing up. Yeah. Eric, how are you doing? Just keep showing up,
1: man. It yeah, doesn't matter how I'm
0: doing. I'm here. Just fucking show up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you never know. And then we have to have fun. You know, we have to be ourselves. We have to have fun because what's the point? Um, and then we give before we get, I don't even know if I'm going to keep that. I just threw it in there because it came to me in the middle of the night um, but it's just that mentality of like generosity first. You can't receive until you've given. You know? Yes. You can't inhale until you've exhaled. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a natural order and you can't get ahead until you've given. So think an example. If you want to become a successful restaurateur, you can't expect a, some an already successful restaurant just to make you a partner. You need to give five years of your life to that person, working for them, proving yourself to them. You got to give something. You got to give them your time. You got to give them your, your youth, your energy, right? And they'll yeah. recognize that because they're old and they can't handle it anymore. But you can, but they'll right. see it and they'll invest in you, you know? Same thing, flip it. You can't hire somebody and expect them to be loyal to you unless you've given loyalty to them. You've taken care of them. You've educated them. You've given the tools and resources, the mentorship. Why are they going to fucking show up to you when they can do it down the street? Like you gotta give, you gotta care, you gotta be a human. You have to have a relationship, um, and that's it, man. Those are the core values. Want me to repeat them one more time from the top? Yeah, hit me. We have integrity. We are students of life. We educate. We collaborate. We communicate. We show up. We have fun. And I think Rudy Mick would probably get on me right now for not like. <laughs> What? So this is actually, this is a good lesson implementing what we've learned through our mentors. So when you're making core values, like we are, so there needs to be like a, you need to work into why this is your thing. So like it sticks, it's like more of an action. He's probably shaking his head at me right now. So I'm just going to say, so we have integrity, which builds trust, which is how I should be saying these, but I'm still working out like the, the details. We are students of life. Our, eye, our our open minds lead to constant growth and innovation. We educate constantly, building and fortifying those around us. We collaborate so we benefit from the strengths and diversity of the tribe. We communicate so we can better show up for each other. I didn't even say that one. I missed that. Communications, didn't I? Whoops. Oh, whoops. This, we're not perfect.
1: You were given the brief version. not yeah. The more full version.
0: Yeah. And we show up understanding consistency and persistence over time always wins. We have fun because otherwise what's the point? And then, so when you're making your own core values, say we, it's a collective cause this is who we are. You're stating it. It's not, it's more powerful that way. And then say, and so, and, and so, so we are be, which means fill in the blank. Right. So you make your your core value a statement with a why, you know? Yeah. So you would have known that if you joined the network and joined us for the core values uh, workshop right. that Rudy did, um, which you can still
1: watch. It's live right now. Um, I have a question. Yeah, it's kind of specific, but the last core value, like if if you knew someone who was. In this industry, and they were doing everything right, but they weren't having fun. What would you suggest? Get out. Okay. <laughs> Just curious.
0: <laughs> Why well, do it? You know. Yeah. Um, either get out or, or redefine yourself. You know. Yeah. Get out of that situation. Yeah. What's the point?
1: Or take a step back and be like maybe I am enjoying this yeah. because what's the alternative? Or maybe you just focus
0: on what you don't enjoy, which right. is, you know, pessimism. Yeah. Which is you know, another reason why I think you should scale slowly and focus on what you do like and don't chase money because right. it's going to create a situation that you don't have fun with, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think we should probably wrap up the conversation because it's been yeah. over an hour and a half. Um, we accomplished what we wanted to do. Um, we wanted to kind of share what's going on in our lives, um, where we are. um, I guess basically what I want to communicate and this is something that um, I need to be better about. Um, I recognize I can't do this on my own. I do have help. I've had people in my corner, but I need more help. Um, And you pointed out Jared that I need a producer. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I know I need a manager because I'm not really, you know, I need someone to manage me. And I also need, I think we need, um, we need a community manager because I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't like to be the person that's communicating written, like I'm on a chatty kind of person when it comes to like written language, you know? And I think that we need that presence within the community to be the person that's plugged in that knows the content well enough to be able to like respond to people and to say, Oh, like, you check out this episode or that episode. We need somebody who's there communicating, inviting people or like welcoming people. Right. I'm going to be there physically in, in like my human form, like video all the time, yeah. but I don't want to be, I can't be, I'm not the right person to be plugged in, written the, like the, the, the chatter. Yeah. The responder online interactions. The, yeah. So if you think what we're doing is cool, um, we need help. I, I can't afford to pay anybody right now, but it's more like, Hey, you're a fan of the show. You're a fan of the, the, the mission and you want to support it. If you are listening to this and you're willing to be that, let me know. Shoot me an email, Eric at restaurant unstoppable. We can make you a community manager uh, because we need to build community around this. Um, If you know, we're talking a lot about getting, creating more media, doing more production film, maybe even a TV show. If you know somebody out there who would want to work with me, who's a producer um, I need to start pitching my vision and uh, I think that this whole thing hinges u- uniquely on me, so I don't mind sharing my vision because I don't think anybody can execute what we want to do as a show. We don't really get into it, but I do want to have a show because I yeah. think that's where I'm... It doesn't have to be like on TV, but it has to be something different where you know I can pull my network and d- to go into these restaurants and to help people with my experts. Um, yeah. We need to produce that. And this hopefully this network helps us produce that. Um so anybody if you can think of anybody uh, maybe I even need a talent manager if you know a talent manager who's willing to represent me and work with me please let me know. What else do we need, Jared? Um a van <laughs> an RV an RV <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe not kidding. Um I I don't know, but that's something I need to be better about is uh letting you guys know what I need. To if anyone's
1: here. interested in uh rapping Whatever car Eric is driving across the country, yeah, with an advertisement that's like industry related, that'd be sweet. I mean, that I idea sponsors too, yeah, that idea came from the RV. But, like, dude, Eric goes everywhere in his Honda Fit doing <laughs> doing his interviews, dude, slap a POS <laughs> I know, ad right? on the door or something. So,
0: we need help, we need creativity, um, we need people, we need members, and that's the last thing you can do. You can join the network and be a part if you want to support what we share with you today. Um, if you want to make sure that the person who is feeding you content is the most sincere, genuine person, then we keep it that way. Then, you know, come join the network, come support the mission. Um, cause we can't do it alone. We have to do it together. So, yeah. um, I think we should shut up now. Yeah. Well done. Thanks for doing this with me, Jared. You're welcome. Peace out guys. <laughs> <Later>. <laughs> There we go. Another episode wrapped up here at restaurant unstoppable. And that was fun. Uh, I've been trying to get Jared on the the mic more. I know. I think he's, he's got some great thoughts. He's just a thoughtful person in general. And uh, he, he's so close to restaurant unstoppable. The work I've been doing, I mean, he's been editing now for almost four years. He, he knows my work as good as I do, if not better because of his ability uh, with the, the attention to detail. And uh, man, what he said today uh, really struck my heart. It was great to hear those things. He's never said that that those things to me before. So that was that was cool. Um, the mission of today's episode, the purpose of today's episode was really just to share the vision, what's possible and to get the core values out and to kind of just talk about, you know, where we're at to kind of further understand what we're trying to do. And I knew I knew Jared would be able to pull it out of me really well. Um, so hopefully you guys got that and uh, some calls to action today. If you guys liked what we shared with you today, and you think that we're onto something, and you, you want to support this mission to transform the industry by by transforming the values, we got into it. I need to repeat. It. I don't need to repeat that here. But if you want to support us, the best way you can support us is by. Sharing this episode and every other episode that we produce and putting it out there. The best way to share, in my opinion, is when you're listening, whatever podcast player you listen to, just do a screenshot. Screenshot the, the episode and post it to Instagram on your story. That simple. Or just repost what we post to our account. If you we 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 promote every episode. So if you listen to an episode and you like it, just reshare or repost what we're putting out there. That would really help. And just we need hype. We need some hype folks out there. We need a tribe. We want to we need to build a community of people that want to get behind this idea of transforming the industry by by injecting values and sharing values and sharing knowledge. And uh, if that gets you excited, uh, if our core values got you excited, if our vision got you excited, that's what you need to do. And you can head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 763. We'll link to um, the link to get into the network. Uh, you can also head over to network.com. And we'll also try to link to all the workshops we've done up to this point. If you missed them and you want to check out, you want to see what you're missing. All right. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to what we have planned and hearing our vision and hearing our core values. And we cannot wait for you to be a part of it. Uh, and we cannot wait to see you in the network.